And I said this to you. Did anybody even spoke to him? Okay. <laughs> he was an awkward person. And so now, years later, people can look back and rewrite history. So many times I am answering questions and giving you expert advice on the podcast. But I figured I would be kind of fun to share with you behind the scenes of when I have questions, who do I go to? I go to my wise husband. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, certified meditation teacher and spiritual mentor. This is season five, episode 10, our narcissist natural master manipulators or idiots just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help highly sensitive people have a heightened awareness of other people's emotions and feelings just like you and i they tend to be more empathic and compassionate we take on the pain of the world and try and solve everyone else's problems and constantly are overstepping boundaries and or having boundaries overstepped on into our lives. It can drive us into such a mentally exhausted and deep depressive state that we start to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms such as self-harm, addiction, and suicide thoughts. If you are having any thoughts of self-harm, find that you rely too heavily on substances such as alcohol, sugar, any other mind-altering drugs, or just have thoughts of deep depression, like why move on? What's the point in living? Then I deeply, strongly recommend that you reach out for help and speak to a professional. I've been there. I tried to drown myself in alcohol. And when I left my narcissist, I found talk therapy to be extremely beneficial for me to process and identify what I was going through, how I was abused, in order for me to springboard into my new life in a healthy way. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist under 48 hours. And don't forget, if you need immediate help, don't wait and dial 988. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. The link is in the show notes. Narcissism is often viewed as manipulative behavior. But is this true? We're going to uncover the truth about this. In today's episode podcast, it might still leave us a little bit perplexed and we cannot know definitively for every single person because every single human is unique, but we're going to dive in deeper and see whether narcissists are complete master manipulators or simply foolish people. This conversation I'm going to share with you from, you know, that I had with my husband is like, I always say my ex told me specifically at the end, 
you chose me for that very reason because I was a sponge and I was a blank canvas. And I thought that he was this master manipulator. But if he's telling me this at the end, in some cases, definitely there is master manipulating happening. But if you just have a critical mindset and be like, well, he said that at the very end, that means he's covering his butt. He's covering up his insecurities and his flaws. And he's just making it up. Like I picked you for this specific reason when really he didn't. He was just an idiot. And now he's just making something up to cover his butt. I mean, you see that out in the public world with celebrities and politics and all that, right? We can see it very clearly out on the public spectrum. But when it's closer to home, it's harder to see. So let's dive into this behind the scenes conversation with my husband and I. And so uh, the other day I was pondering about my childhood and if it really truly, as sometimes I call it, was spiritual abuse. And we had a really interesting conversation about that. And then it turned into, are narcissists master manipulators or are they just blooming idiots covering their butts? So I thought this would be really kind of like a fun behind the scenes. And to get the opinion of my husband and for you to kind of hear some some tough love. Now, this will be tough love, just a disclaimer. So if you may feel triggered or don't want to hear tough love right now and you need some something more soothing, click, click on over to another episode of mine. But I'll label this segment tough love here. So first, can we just cover a bit of what you were telling me about me labeling my childhood as spiritual abuse when in reality they just were doing the best that they could with barely any tools. Yeah, I think that a lot of times um, we give labels things or we put blame on other people when Sometimes we just have to look at ourselves. I think the conversation that you and I had, you feel like they didn't expose you to enough things. Yeah, well, and for sure they didn't. Like, they were trying to protect me, and they were isolating me from understanding or learning about evolution, which is a key component to, I think, knowledge and science, living on the Earth. But at the same time, they believe in creationism and they don't really believe in evolution. So it's not like they believe in evolution, but they were hiding. Right. But we live now in a world where if you want to question anything, everything is available in terms of the internet. You can go on there and you can obviously type in whatever question you have and you're going to get like, 200,000 different point of view and then it's up to you now to look at it and decipher what is correct and what is just BS and misinformation and I think people have lost the ability to do that because they'll just go along with whatever is easy it's always much more difficult to question things and blame people as opposed to you know just doing your own research and conversation that you and I had, and I said, mm-hmm. well, how come, what year was this? And how come you didn't go on the internet? It wasn't <laughs> like they put you in a basement with no windows and no access to anybody else. Yeah. 
And, you know, but you just didn't, you just hung with the same people who believe in the same thing as you did. And yeah. so you guys never looked outside Correct. of your little, you know, bubble there. Yeah. And so it was like a feel good bubble. But I also was working and aiming to please my parents to feel that love, to earn the love and to be accepted. Even if they say the love was unconditional, it was kind of like a conditioned, unrealistic way of how I operate in the world. Well, unfortunately, those things happen and it doesn't have to be any sort of spiritual, but those things happen right now in everyday life. And sometimes people mean it, but other times people just don't know any better. And they do and express whatever it is that they know. Yeah. But if you want to challenge that, then certainly you have a lot of tools available to you to do it now, whereas people 50 years ago didn't have that information. Well, and also that triggered the thought. And my response was, well, you know, my ex did say that in the end, he said that he picked me specifically because I was a blank canvas. And you kind of laughed at that. What did he say? Yeah. It was your first relationship. It was his first relationship. He was just so happy. And I said this to you that anybody even spoke to him. Okay. <laughs> he was an awkward person. And so now, years later, people can look back and rewrite history. I was a great athlete in, in uh, high school. I was this. I was that. Yeah, you weren't anything in high school. No one remember you. And now, <laughs> 20 years from now, when nobody can question whatever happened in your high school, you tell all these stories. I'm not saying you. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah, the, as, the, as an example. The inflated ego tells right. stories. And especially the person on the defense, right? He knew I was over it. He knew I was done. I was leaving. I called him out on his bluff. And so it was like his last resort of control and... I guess dominance or to save his ego and self was, oh, well, I picked you and I was masterfully doing this this whole time. And it's like, no, no, he wasn't. He was not that smart. He was not that cunning. He was just a blooming idiot. And there's other examples, idiots out there that we would call narcissists that cover their tracks. They brag that how brilliant they are in covering their tracks. Right. But because you, Give them that power to do it because you go along with it. I'm not saying you, but people go along with and give them that power. So a lot of times you'll be telling me about, oh, he was charming or he, you know, he was charismatic, all that stuff. It's an adjective that you place on the people. Okay. That's just not. Because a lot of times you, you be saying, oh, that person charming. I'm saying, they weren't charming to me. They weren't charming to you. But in my eyes, they were charming. How I received. Right. Mm. Okay. And so, you know, now we label, label people as narcissists and all that stuff. And I'm glad we came a long way in order to put definitions around certain behavior and so forth. But in the end, they're really an asshole. <laughs> 20 years ago, they're an asshole. 50 years ago, they're an asshole. Now they're a narcissist. No, they're still an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what they are. If it stinks like shit, it smells like shit. Right. We put labels on it because then we can explain why we were, were manipulated mm -hmm. or mole or groom or whatever term you want to use. Mm -hmm. When in the end, just look in the mirror. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would say a lot of times, right? He groomed me. Um, <laughs> and I'm like sitting in the other room. I'm listening. Well, he's, he groomed you. How did this guy? <laughs> no, you allow it to happen because there were things that you, you liked. Yeah. I like, I like the status. I like beauty of the family. Yes. I was running after all the wrong things for love. And I didn't have my analytical hat on. And if I had, then I would have been like, I love myself so much that this is a waste of just her. Yeah, but to be fair, there were plenty of people who were telling you that this person was not right. Yes. You chose not to listen because they did not find him charming. Right. Because they were not under this spell that you were under and that they told you. But yeah. then you distance yourself from them. You didn't take their advice. What is the spell? The spell is your own personal. I don't know. Like, what is the spell? I, I always say spell because it is whatever it's that you're buying that they're right. selling. Yeah. So you so, are but, buying but what they're, they're selling. But there's no magical spell. <laughs> It's just that wherever it is that, you know, it could very well be that you had a long history relationship already. And so you didn't want to get that up. And so that is the spell. Well, yeah, because in the narcissist world of, you know, everyone talking about it, they say that the, the narcissist will learn about you and intimate things about you to sell you on whatever you're deepest desires and dreams are but not fulfilled yeah but the thing is nobody can't be sold unless they want to be well you want to be because that's your desire and dream that you just disclosed and then then they use that amplify the connection between you and them because they promised you that but they don't feel it right but at what cost this dream that you want to Oh, right. At what cost? cost, Right. The cost of family, the cost of friends. Right. The cost of even, you know, crying, guilt and shame and all these things that you experience throughout this relationship and yet still holding on to it. But now, since you're no longer in it, in this bubble and you're looking back at it, you have to sit and laugh at a lot of the things that happen. Yeah. It, it was. It was really from holding on tight to something that I wished would happen, thinking that that person was the only route that it could happen, not trusting that that hope and desire could be beyond my imagination and dream, but just down a different path, a different route away from that person selling me and like dangling that magic hair. Right. Yeah, which is getting over the fear that that will never happen unless I stay with this person who's promised me and guaranteed me this desire, hope, dream, whatever it is. So then that concludes, are narcissists master manipulators or are they idiots? Let's do a poll. Comment on my story on Instagram and you give us the final answer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So how do narcissists manipulate others? Narcissists are experts at manipulation. 
employing a variety of tactics to get their way. They may use guilt trips, gaslighting, number one searched word last year in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Gaslighting is essentially saying, I didn't do that, you did that. Or they may have said something what, an hour ago, you get into an argument and you, you call them out on what they said and they will flat out lie, never admit that they said that and say, no, I didn't. I didn't say that. You're hearing things, yada, yada. So they do this to make the victims or just the other person doubt themselves because they don't want to reveal the truth. They don't want to reveal their vulnerabilities and their insecurities. And this also makes us empaths or people who are highly vulnerable to their tricks. And maybe you have an open will center. I have to take a look at your human design chart, but certainly those who have that open will center believe that they deserve whatever mistreatment that they're receiving. Narcissists also often use flattery or promises that they never follow through on of benefits to entice people into providing them with what they want. So always, always, there's a cost to everything when you interact with somebody. So are you constantly giving into their own agenda and always paying in and paying towards that and not receiving any energetic energy in reciprocation? This is a, another sign that you're dealing with someone who wants to control the situation, wants to label you as a certain type of person, wants this way, wants that way, but never asks you or holds space for what you need or what you want. Additionally, they may engage then towards the end, especially in threatening or intimidating behavior when others do not comply with their wishes. And this is where this type of behavior elevates into domestic violence. So are narcissists genuinely deceitful or are they just ignorant? While narcissists may appear to be master manipulators, they can also be quite ignorant. This is the thing, like, I swear, I always, especially when, you know, what's going on, right, with Mr. T-R-U-M-P, he who we will not name, it's like, they're always such idiots like just wait just wait until they make a mistake because they're always covering their butts and covering up secrets and lies and mistakes and their insecurities it's gonna slip the mask is gonna slip something's gonna crack you know I, I was raised with that phrase of the truth will always be found out and that's true I mean the truth always does come out even if it's decades later but and they just all the while, narcissists appear to be master manipulators, but they typically are, again, since they're emotionally immature, very ignorant. They can be always thinking ahead and planning ahead, but as far as different outcomes or consequences or emotional intelligence, they're very ignorant. They often believe they, they are entitled to certain privileges and will not hesitate to exploit those around them in order to get what they want. I mean, this is the narcissist MO, blackmail, ex exploitation, manipulation, um, bribery. Narcissists can also be very proud, which leads them to overestimate their abilities and underestimate the consequences of their actions. As a result, many people view narcissism as foolish behavior rather than malicious 
manipulation. So are narcissist manipulators completely logical in their actions? Are narcissistic manipulators completely logical in their actions? Narcissists may appear to be logical and calculating in their actions. And as Leon said, he's always thinking ahead, thinking of the day, but often this is only because they are overestimating their ability to manipulate the situation in their favor. And most of the time they can, but in reality, many of their actions are based on poor judgment, selfishness, lower vibrational virtues, and lack of insight into the other person. You know, what may happen, the, you know, love, truth, all of those things that are higher vibrational. And additionally, narcissists may fail to consider the feelings and perspectives, obviously, they lack empathy, of those around them. So it makes it really difficult for them to accurately assess situations before they act. This is why the hero in the movie always wins the day with his very valiant, vulnerable, honorable type of integrity action because the narcissist has that short-sightedness and forgets how powerful that can be. So implications of a narcissist's true nature. Understanding the true nature of narcissism is important for avoiding potential conflicts. Many people who encounter narcissists base their assumptions on the idea that they are master manipulators and fail to consider the fact that they may just be foolish. If you find yourself in a situation with a narcissist, it can be helpful to maintain an open mind and accept they may not have logically or thoughtfully considered all the angles before acting. Additionally, it is important to remember to look for ways to remain diplomatic, always. Always coming at a situation with a narcissist with neutral emotion, diplomatic. I mean, essentially consider yourself like you're in a courtroom, have, you know, gather your evidence, bring evidence as opposing a narcissist's opinion with another opinion directly. It really is a potential for failure. And typically, narcissist against narcissist is the only ones that can really kind of go at it at, at that angle. And so if you're highly vulnerable, you're sweet, you think the, the world and the best of everybody, and you forget that there are narcissist people out there, then when you come to them with an opinion, they're going to slaughter your opinion, to be honest. They're just going to smash it down in an instant. And you'll be standing there like a deer in the headlights going, I don't know how to react to this. And so then you take it, right? And this is why you get stuck in these relationships with them. So finding ways to develop boundaries. If you, like we're talking about, if you find yourself in a situation with a narcissist, neutral emotions, facts only, very businesslike. Think of yourself as preparing for a lawsuit someday, hopefully never, but you always are prepared. And then um, if you, obviously, if you don't need to be tied to them anymore financially, legally, or through any children, and you can go no contact. There's no need to talk to them. Block them out of your phone. Don't talk to them anymore. Don't engage in that energy. And that's really the best way to handle that. So that concludes our episode for today. If you are appreciative and benefited from this conversation and episode, 
please rate and review this podcast and make sure that you hit that plus sign and subscribe to the podcast so it enters your feed every time I post which is Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And if I have additional bonus episodes, I do those as well. If a conversation goes over too long and I submit a short little blip, those are always fun to do. Yes. So thank you for that rate and review as it does help this small little podcast be seen in the algorithms. Don't forget that you can sign up now only through January 31st to join the Empath Healing Community for only $8.25 a month where we have more in-depth conversations about this, uh, healing circles. I I also post some really powerful songs to help you heal, uh, live meditations, and so much more. And in February, I'll start hosting live meditations on a Luvo app. So you can practice that if you like every day. There's chakra clearing, It monitors your steps and your health, as well as providing you a vibrational frequency in the app for additional healing as you meditate. So L-U-V-O, download that for free in the Google Play or App Store. And don't forget to grab your free copy of The Empath and the Narcissist Audible book by signing up to my newsletter. I'll reach out to you with a unique code for you to listen. The link is in the show notes. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe. Something